Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Glory to God. Go with me, if you would, to the book. We're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. I don't know how far I get. We're using the same verses we've been using. I just want, I, I thought I'd bring this out to you what, before we read this. Galatians chapter 5. And, and pull that up, guys. Galatians chapter 5. And, and pull it up in the uh, Passion Translation. You say, well, we've been hearing these verses. I'm the kind of guy that likes to dig and dig and dig. I don't just like surface stuff. I like digging. Because people want things laying on the surface. If you're going to find gold, you've got to dig for it. You've got to pan for it. It's not usually laying on top of the ground. Diamonds are buried in the ground. And the pressure of it is what created the diamond. They're not going to be laying on the surface. Every once in a while you may find one, but you're never going to grow rich trying to look on the surface for a diamond or a piece of gold or silver. Are you following? So we like to dig. And, when we, and, and some people say, well, I've heard that before. You haven't heard it on the level you need to hear it. This is a new time. It's not, you're living in Bible times, my friend, right now. You look at it and say, well, I wish I'd have been back there when David killed Goliath. You'd have been like those that hid behind the rock. <laughs> you follow? There's giants right now that God wants to take out. And he's looking for the same spirit of David. So when we go back over these scriptures, you need to dig until you can get the spirit of it on the inside of you. God wants you to see with a spirit of faith, but it has to be done by the burning, the fire of God's spirit. That's why God gave the Holy Spirit the church. Now listen very carefully. We live in the church age. The church was born on the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts. Being baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Are you following me? If God started the church age with the Holy Ghost and fire, what do you suppose He's going to do at the closing of the age. It's going to be a baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Because he said, in the last days, I'm going to pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. If Peter said that on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, if he said it then, and that was the beginning of the last days, what do you suppose we live in today? 
Okay? Think about that. What do you suppose we live in today? We live at the end of the end of the church age. And if there was a baptism of the fire to start it, there'll be a baptism of the fire to finish it. Glory to God. Don't make me jump off this platform and get in your face. This is, listen, thank God you had enough sense to come to a church where people are understanding a spirit of learning is here. Not a spirit of teaching. A spirit of learning. Where you're coming, you want to understand what the heck is going on in my generation. you got a lot of churches that are having people go to them that are nothing more than a bunch of dead religion. God is going to baptize the true believer with the Holy Ghost and fire for these last days. And you say, Pastor Ronnie, are you, uh, what are you saying? Is this the only church? That, well, we may be. I don't know. Because I don't pastor every church. I pastor this one. And as a pastor, for these last days, it's my responsibility to make sure that you don't become like old, cold, dead religion. And if you don't like fire, you're in the wrong place. Turn to your neighbor and say, I like fire. Glory to God, glory to God. So we're going to sacrifice ourselves on it. So that the life of Christ can be lived through us. That was all prelude. You found Galatians. Let's go, guys. Galatians chapter 5. And uh, let's go to verse 22. I'm sorry. I should have told you that. Can you jump down to verse 22? We'll speed through the process. All right. Watch this. But the fruit... Produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love. Everybody say divine love. We're not talking about human love. Human love is not sufficient. Do you hear me? We're talking about God's love. Divine love in all its varied expressions. So the fruit of the Holy Spirit within our spirit is God's divine love with all of its varied expressions. Okay? Now we're not talking about your love for God, we're talking about God's love for you. When you receive God's love inside you, it changes your whole perspective. See, many people come to church with their baggage and they think that they got to prove, God, I love you. And God says, you don't get it. You don't even have the capacity to love even yourself until you receive my love in you. This is the fruit of the Spirit. It's not the fruit of the flesh. Because the flesh doesn't have any fruit. It has works. In other words, fallen human nature 
you read them up in, in before these verses in that same chapter, the works of the flesh fallen human nature in its reasoning. And, and really fallen human nature, its reasoning has no influence of the Holy Spirit on it. None. None. The only influence that fallen human nature has is the nature of the devil. So you can't produce this on your own. What you had to do is receive that divine love. Receive that divine love. Everybody say receive it. Receive it. You've got to receive it on the inside of you. It's in, in, to come on the inside of you. Jesus so loved you. You scoundrel you. You broken misfit. God so loved you to fix you. Not to just let you hold out and do the best you can. Hold the fort for Jesus is going to come someday. No. He came to fix you in the nasty now and now. To make you what you could not be. Glory to God. Right now. I'm not talking about when you get to heaven. Listen, I don't understand people. We're over here and we're trying to pray like Jesus prayed. And he, the disciple says, teach us to pray. Okay. Pray like this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Not our kingdom go to. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On where? As it is where? Why in the world do we think we're going to need some of the things when we get to heaven when we ain't going to have the problems that we have here on earth? Can I, I got news for you. There is no giants to slay in heaven. They're all on earth. Are you hearing me? So there's nothing to overcome in heaven. But we're over here thinking, well, one of these days it's going to be worth all the suffering I go through. You're suffering because you're not killing the giant. Jesus came to make an overcomer out of you. Not to be overcome. Now, if you just stay with it, you still here? Oh, oh, I got to get back up here. All right. All of its divine, varied expressions, joy that overflows. Many of us here today and those that are viewing by live stream have got a joy problem. We've listened to all that the devil has to say about life, our country, and everything else. And we've grieved and we sorrowed. Listen, this is not new. This is not new. The things that we're facing now are not new. These demons have been here for centuries and decades and generations. They're showing up more aggressively 
because the, the suit, listen, the daylight is breaking. A new day is being born. Jesus is soon to catch the church up and a new day is coming. Are you following me? Well, when that happens, if there's a thief in the night, he's got to wrap it up. Did you get that? He's got to wrap it up. Why? Because he's about to be exposed. And what the, the, the things that are being exposed right now is just because we have the remnants of the daylight breaking. And the church gets bent out of shape. Oh my God! The sky is falling! What are we going to do? Because you've listened to all the propaganda of everything but God in His Word. I got news for you. The devil ain't going to get to do what he, what he thinks he's going to do. And the world is going to get darker. But in the church that has a, that, that, that's full of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to promise you right now, the light's going to get brighter. And, and listen, I'm not telling you something that I promised. I'm telling you something that I believe based on what he promised. And he doesn't lie. Glory to God. Everybody say joy. joy. Joy that does what? Turn to your neighbor and say, it's about time I live in the overflow. I'm tired of living. Oh, dear God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do, Sally? I don't know what we're going to do. I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to believe God and we're going to live in the overflow. Everybody say the overflow. Glory to God. Woo, man, that ought to be your number one thing. I'm living in the overflow. I think there's a song somewhere. Maybe ready to be born. I don't know. I'm living in the overflow. Oh, hallelujah. Just and let me indulge myself. I'm living in the overflow. Living in the overflow. I'm living in the overflow. I'm living in the overflow. Say it with me. I'm living in the overflow. Say it again. I'm living in the overflow. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm living in the overflow. Glory to God. I'm going to live in the overflow. Glory to God. Some of y'all are about to act like you're at church. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's, the funeral service is over. All right, let's get a joy that overflows. Peace. I love this. That subdues. What does it subdue? It subdues fear, doubt, unbelief, grief, sorrow. Hello. It subdues it. Everybody say subdue. subdue. Say, I have the peace of God, have peace of 
that surpasses understanding. I can't explain it to you. You know why? Because it doesn't come from my head. It comes out of here. Out of here. Everybody say out of here. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, Zona and I experienced this. Zona experienced it in 1992 when she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and having to have two major surgeries, uh, surprise surgeries, by the way. And within the same week, six months worth of chemotherapy, the doctor said, well, we found out that it's cancer, and it's not just cancer. It's the most aggressive ovarian cancer. But Zona had something in here. She said, I just had peace. All I can tell you is I had peace because it didn't come out of her head. It came out of her spirit. And guess what? She subdued cancer. Now listen carefully. We made an agreement with God that cancer stops in our family tree. Right here, right now. Now see, you don't get you don't you can't get that with intellect. Because your head's probably rattling around. This last week, she, you know, she goes every year just to reconfirm everything that we already know. You know what I mean? She's not stupid. She and so she goes there, and she had a, an appointment just in the last week or two. She got there, and she, it was kind of a, an appointment. She didn't, she didn't know that she made it. She didn't know she had it. But got there, and it had nothing to do with follow-up. It had to do with, don't you want to have your DNA tested so you will know and your children and your grandchildren will know that this was in your family tree? And she said, no! The axe has been laid at the root of that tree. She came back, she was, she was upset. She got back in that car. She said, I wasted two hours. I had to sit in the car. They wouldn't even let me go in. So I'm sitting out there in the, in the parking garage for two hours. What? She said, if I'd have known this, I'd have canceled it. She told Nita about it. She said, well, Mom, don't fool with it. Don't fool with it. All we're going to do is believe God. So why go through the expense after you find out the DNA? Guess what? You're going to find out. It's in your family tree. Well, I got another tree. Say, I got another tree. It has blood shed on it. Glory to God. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You've got to get this mentality and stop letting them scare you into stuff. We made an agreement in 1992 that this thing, the axe was laid at the root of this tree and God has given me, uh, 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 her peace and me peace over our children and our grandchildren and, you know, to the third and fourth generation. 
And some people say, well, there's nothing you can do about it. That's all in your head. That ain't in your heart. Are, are, are you getting what I'm saying to you? I'm not just trying to hype you up. I'm trying to help you understand there's something that works in here verse it, that overrides this over here, and it's the Spirit of God came in here, but it didn't come on this. You're going to have to take this and get it to where it expands to, believe, to, to accept what's in here. How many of you ever had something tell you down here and your head over here arguing with you about it? The rest of you that have never had that need to get saved. Because that's what it means to get saved. Once you get saved, God gives you a new spirit. God doesn't want you to live out of your soul. He wants you to live out of your spirit. And it changes your soul. Are you, are you understanding me? Oh, we still got to go back over here. I'm just now getting on the first verses here. Peace that subdues. Watch this. Patience that endures. That endures. Oh, now, Brother Ronnie, I don't want to hear nothing about patience. <laughs> Glory to God. Because patience, that means we've got to go through something. You're going to go through it anyway, honey. I mean, haven't you lived long enough to understand you're going to go through stuff? Why? Because there's the God of this world system and he ain't going to make things comfortable for you. So let's don't make things comfortable for him. Patience that endures. This all flows out of the spirit. It does not flow out of the carnal mind. Say, I, I endure. You know what? When we had some bad elections, kind of like the one we have here in the last couple of years? I said, well, I, uh, 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 I out-endured many bad presidents. I'll endure this one. Oh, hallelujah. I'll endure this one. And I'll come out on top. And I'm going to prosper in the middle of his little stupidity. Are you following me? And I'm not going to vote for him again. Like I didn't vote for him the first time. I'm going to be steady and sure. And I'm going to endure. And we're going to clean up America. Everybody say endure. Kindness in action. Do you know why many of us are mean? Because we're acting like the world who has to rely on their carnal understanding. Are you following me? Meanness comes out of sense and reasoning without the Holy Spirit, and it's self-centered. Doesn't care about anything or anybody but myself. 
That's why you don't want somebody in our nations or in our city or any other leadership position that thinks about themselves because they'll sell out the country, they'll sell out the city, they'll sell out the neighborhood. Are you following me? Because that is their nature. That is fallen human nature. Moving right along. A life full of virtue. We'll say it another way. A life full of Christian morality. Are you hearing me? What I'm talking about makes you want to clean up your act. It doesn't try to come to church to get the preacher to okay my sin. It comes to church, I want the virtue of Christ living through me. In fact, if you want to know what your salvation really is, Jesus came to forgive you of your sins so you can live like him. It ain't about taking you to heaven. I've said this for decades. I'm going to say it again today. If heaven was the goal, the moment you came down to the altar and repented of your sins and accepted Jesus as your Savior, immediately... A wise God would have said, beam them up, Scotty, before they screw it all up. I got news for you. He didn't do that, did he? Are you still here? Then the goal was never to take you to heaven. The goal was to put heaven in you. That's the purpose of salvation. Glory to God. Oh, man, you make me want to come stand on the back of the chair you're sitting in. <laughs> A life full of virtue. Faith that prevails. Everybody say prevail. Amen. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. When he says our faith, he's talking about the faith of Jesus and my faith are the same faith because it's based on Him. This is the victory that overcomes the world. And there's a lot to overcome in the world right now. Gentleness of what? Heart. Gentleness of heart. I'm going to say it a different way. You ready? The lady and gentlemen of our generation. Ladies act like ladies. Gentlemen act like gentlemen. Oh man, that's a novelty in our generation. Gentleness of heart. When you've got the heart of Christ, if you're a female, it makes you want to act like a lady. If you're a male, it makes you want to act like a gentleman. Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah. I'm preaching really good right now. 
don't mess with me because I'm going to do it anyway. Gentleness. Gentleness is the key. Gentleness is not weakness. Let me ask you a question. How does Jesus treat you? He treats you like a gentleman. Now, he'll, he's not going to compromise. Hello? He's going to always tell you the truth. He's always going to walk in love towards you. He'll say something to you that may even rebuke you, but he does it in gentleness. All right, watch this. And strength of spirit. If there's anything that our generation needs is strength of spirit. Not strength of the head, strength of the spirit. Strength down here. Now this is what the Holy Ghost produces when the Holy Ghost comes to fill your born again spirit. It's fruit that comes out of that relationship of your spirit and the Holy Spirit's fellowship. Never set the law above these qualities. Everybody say qualities. For they are meant to be, I love this phrase, limitless. Everybody say limitless. limitless. All right. Now we're going to preach. I... Carnal human being, carnal human reasoning limits you. I'm going to put it another way. Put you in bondage. Put you in bondage to a habit. Put you in bondage, listen carefully, will put you into bondage into poverty, put you into bondage into sickness, put you into bondage to the I can't. I can't, I can't. Turn your neighbor and say I I, I have said that before. Huh? I, I just can't. I just, I just can't forgive. Because you're trying to do that out of your head. I said you're trying to do it out of your head. You're not doing it through fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Because fellowship of the Holy Spirit, you can forgive. Say it with me. I can forgive. Oh, some of you had a hard time. Had a hard time with that one. Say, swallow deep. I mean, swallow it real big. Breathe deep. Say it again. I can. I, can. I, will. I will. Forgive. forgive. Well, how are you going to do that? But Brother Bonnie, you have no idea what they have done. Fellowship of the Holy Spirit causes it to rise out of here, and it just bears fruit. It just bears fruit. Just bears fruit. Just bears fruit. I've said it recently. I'm going to say it one more time. A peace tree's not out there going... If you went to a peace tree that was frowning, what are you doing? I, I, I... I'm trying to bear a peach. If you did find a peach tree that looked like that, could talk to you, 
You're going to say, you need a little help? I'll give you some water. You need a little help? I'll shoot a little fertilizer on you. Oh, that would be wonderful. Out of your innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. Glory to God. So what does that mean? When what I'm talking about flows out of here. It flows. It flows. It flows out of here. When it flows out of here, it bypasses all the I can'ts in your head. Glory to God. And it causes you to live on the edge. <coughs> Excuse me. To live on the edge. How many of you like to live on the edge instead of on the safe zone of misery? Oh, man, I, I got a lot of work to do here, Lord. I would rather die in faith than to live my life in unbelief. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Listen. This is calling for a different level of preaching and teaching. Because God is equipping you for what's right around the corner. So no matter what it may be, there won't be this frailty of human reasoning that causes you to live a life of defeat and regret and, and all of the other stuff associated with it. What, I'm, what God is saying to us is, learn how to live of the overflow of the Holy Spirit inside your spirit, and whatever comes your way, you will be overcoming it, and you're going to do it without the strength and the might of fallen human nature that keeps getting in your way and pronounces defeat over you. But you're going to have to be baptized with the Holy Ghost in fire. You understand? That's what Jesus came to do. He said, the works that I do, the stuff that I'm doing, you're going to do also. Religious heads can't wrap their head around that because they're trying to figure it out with their human understanding which is demonic in nature. It's designed, listen, if it is demonically influenced, it is designed to keep you in bondage. That's the reason why people have trouble with tithes and offerings. Because their head's in the way. The head gets in the way. Well, I only got so much money and the preacher's up there and he's trying to get it all out from me. I knew, I knew if I stayed here very long, he's going to get on the money subject. Because you're trying to figure it out up here. Now listen, if there's anything I've understood is trying to figure out how God's going to do something. Wrestle with it. When I get through wrestling with it over and over and over again, guess what? I find out I still can't figure it out. Turn to your neighbor and say, 
Get rid of the pea brain thinking. God's big. God's big. Let God be big. Let God be big. Let God be big. Let God be big. Jesus. The Bible says in that same chapter, these two chapters you need to read. Romans 8 and Galatians 5. He said, those that walk over the flesh shall not, shall not, shall not please God. Shall not. Those that walk after the Spirit, glory to God, are not limited to the I can't. Woo, man. You could see what I'm seeing right now. It's time. God wants to transfer the church out of whining into winning. We've whined about our society. Now it's time for us to win over society. Everybody say win. Now, do you know what? You think, uh, you think that I'm kind of stretching it. Well, let's just, let's just take a minute. Now don't bother me. Don't bother me. I'm going to deal with this. This is what he says. Fight the good fight. He's specific here. Of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Now, I, I, I just, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I've never been in a good fight that I lost. After they beat me up, my loss, and I was declared the, the loser, I never said, well, that was a good fight. I, I really enjoyed that. Any, anybody here? Now, the ones that I won, woo, let's do it again. Where are you at? Huh? And listen to what he said. Fight the good fight of faith. Let me give you something. I had an experience, I believe it was the fourth grade, third or fourth grade. I went to Bel Air Elementary. How many of you know where that's at? I went to Bel Air Elementary. Not too far from here. And we had a coach. His name was Mr. Armstrong. And he, he wanted us to experience all of the various sports. I don't know that you could get by with doing this today, but back then we, you know, we didn't have sissies for teachers and coaches. Anyway, he wanted us to experience it. So he said, this is what we're going to do. We're, we want you to experience boxing. 
So I brought two sets of gloves. This whole week, this is what we're going to do for PE. And we're going to allow you to choose who you're going to compete against. And we're going to have three one-minute rounds. Now, we didn't have any protection for the head. You understand? We didn't have sissies. <laughs> of course, all of us young men, we were, you know, third and fourth grade. We're... And so, I'll never forget this. The guy that I was drawn to, or we were drawn, I forgot, I think we drew names or something like that. His name was Daryl Wright. I don't know if Daryl Wright's alive today. I don't know nothing about him, but Daryl Wright was his name. And Daryl and I were going to have these three one-minute rounds. We'd already had two, and they give you about 15 seconds in between rounds to kind of cool back down, you know, a little bit. Because we're, listen, we didn't have no gym. We were doing it out underneath the mesquite tree. And so, we're halfway through the third round. It's been a draw. But through the third round, Daryl Wright hit me with one of those gloves for the first time in the mouth. Now, I don't know how to explain it. If you've never been there, I don't know how to explain it. But I'm going to tell you what I know how to explain. That leather glove hit me in the mouth, and I got a taste of the glove. I tasted it. I don't mean that in the sense of, of metaphorically. I mean I actually got a taste of it. He kind of busted my lip. And I started tasting the blood mixed with the, with the leather. And it started making me nauseated at my stomach. Now, we only got 30 seconds left. 30 seconds. Everybody say 30 seconds. 30 seconds. That don't seem like very long. It's kind of like bull riding. I did that when I was a teenager too. Bull riding, all you got to last is eight seconds. Everybody says, you ought to be able to last eight seconds. You get on one. Halfway through, 30 seconds is all we got. And about after I tasted that and I felt that nauseated feeling coming through my stomach, I threw up my hand and said, I quit. Of course, that was not a good fight. Daryl is declared the winner by forfeit. Turn to your neighbor and say, is the Holy Ghost talking to you? So Daryl and I pulled off the gloves. We went and sat. They had, they had a telephone post that we could sit on. We went and sat down underneath that mesquite tree to cool back down while the other two put on the gloves. We're over there resting a little bit. And Daryl looks at me and he said, Ronnie. And I said, yeah. He said, I am so glad you quit when you did because I was fixing to. Is the Holy Ghost talking to you right now? The devil's trying to get you to quit because he's about to give up. He wants to be declared the victor because of your forfeit. 
And the reason why you're ready to forfeit is you're trying to figure it out with your head. You faint. Do you know that the Bible says you faint in your mind? That's what the Bible says. You faint in your mind. Glory to God. Oh, man, don't leave me alone. i got to finish this. Listen. We're not of those that draw back. We're the just. Is the cause that we have that we see in Christ, is there not a cause? Are you on the Bible side of these issues? Then we won't draw back. The devil might as well say, you ain't going to quit, so I forfeit. But if you get in your carnal reasoning, he's going to make you faint in your mind because he's trying to get you to quit because he knows he's about to quit himself. Glory to God. Now, the reason why I'm telling you, I've been on this, I've been on the backside of this in the third and fourth grade, but I've been on the backside of that as a pastor and as a Christian. Why do you think we keep having these hurdles put back in front of us? Woo! Glory to God. Well, I got news for you. My days of unbelief are over. Go one last place. Everybody say one last place. Give it to me out of the message translation, please. Luke chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Luke chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Listen to this. But John made it clear by telling them, there is one coming who is mightier than I who is supreme. In fact, I'm not worthy of even being his slave. I can only baptize you in the river, this river. But he will baptize you into the spirit of holiness. And in his raging fire, What y'all wants to do is burn up all that carnal-mindedness that's dominated your life. Because you got a fire inside your spirit that's bigger than all of the reasoning of fallen human nature that's making excuses for failure. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? He came to make you more than a conqueror. Glory to God. Wow. He has in his hands a windowing fork. Do you know what that means? Uh, let me read the rest of it and then I'll... To clean up his thrashing floor, he will separate the wheat from the chaff, the wheat he will gather into his barn, but he will burn the chaff in a fire that no one can ever put out. Now, let me give you this in closing. When they garnered in the wheat, they didn't have big combines like they do today. 
So you have to understand the terminology. They had something that looked like kind of like a pitchfork. They would cut the wheat and harvest it, and then they'd bring it to what is called a thrashing floor. In the thrashing floor, they took the wheat that they had just harvested by cutting it off, and it was captivated by an outer hull called the chaff. That chaff had to be beat off. So they would take the wheat and they would beat it on the floor until the wheat fell out and the chaff became loose. Are you following me? And the heavier part of the wheat is the kernel. The chaff becomes airy. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got an airy head? You know, it's kind of got it just full of air, hot air. The reason why it's full of hot air, there's something burning here trying to get rid of all of that thinking that's contrary to what God's putting inside of you. So this is what they would do. They would take that after they had beat it, and because the chaff was light, you know what I mean? It was, didn't have no substance to it anymore because the wheat's on the floor. They, in order to separate it now after it's been beat out, they'd take this pitchfork, they would throw it up in the air, and they'd let the breeze, listen carefully, sweep over it, and it would push the chaff away from the wheat, and the wheat would fall back to the ground. Once they had done that and they got it all separated, they would take the wheat, put it into the barn, and then they would set the chaff on fire. Right here in the book of Luke, chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, the fire is reserved for the chaff. Are you understanding what I'm saying to you? So that the wheat, the God thought, the God inspired idea falls in here. And it gets rid of that airy thinking that contradicts what God is speaking to your heart. So that you it becomes a weightier matter to you versus always a constant conflict between the head and the spirit. Are you under your understanding? And guess how he said he's going to do it? With the Holy Ghost and fire. This is preparing you for what God wants to do. He brought you into the kingdom of God for such a time as this, and every dark spirit out there is surrounding the world and trying to get you moved into the darkness, but the light of the glorious gospel shines in here. And the good news is he's not going to allow you to be overcome. He would not tell you to do something that he's not going to be right there with you to help you to do and to help you to see the manifestation of it. He's not going to do it. Glory to God. 
Oh, yes, 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 yes. Give me a second. <coughs> Excuse me, I got to get rid of all that stuff. The fire's burning it up. Got to let my throat catch up. Here's the thing I want you to grab. God's going to begin to stir things in you that have been covered up, squashed down by layers of carnal believing. He's going to stir your spirit again. My dad wrote a book years ago. In fact, I'm, I, I've been, I'm, I'm going to get it back out and we're going to do another edition of it. He actually preached this. He used to preach it a lot. The Spirit moved, and God said. The Holy Spirit's moving in our generation, and He's wanting God's people to say. Everybody say, say it. But, but why? Because he started, he started moving inside your spirit. Well, I can't say that. What if it doesn't happen? But what if it, it was waiting to come out of your mouth so it could happen? Think about that for a moment. You're, we're sitting there in our misery and we're making each other feel comfortable about our excuses. And God says, I'm, I brought you into the church so my spirit can stir on the inside of your spirit and begin to wake you up to understand that your carnal mind is getting in the way, and I'm going to burn it up. I'm going to cause such a passion to be burned inside your spirit. I'm going to write my word upon the tables of your heart, and it will no longer be in the leaflets of your Bible, but it will become a written inscription upon the tables of your heart whereby it surpasses all the stinking excuses of your fallen nature. Glory to God. I have never seen anybody believe bigger than God is. How many of you are going to give me one more? Because I'm going to take it anyway. I want you to get, I want you to turn with me to the book of Ephesians. They don't have it up there, so you've got to write it down if, you, if you're not going to. Ephesians. Glory to God. Say, thank you, Jesus, for loving me so much. Glory to God. This is liberation, folks. That's what Jesus said I came to do. I came to give you the oil of joy for heaviness. Nobody say the oil of joy. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 3. Now I say chapter 3. I'm in chapter 2. All right. Hang on a minute. Say, so hang on to your britches. All right. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Everybody say now. now. By the way, when is now? now. Do, you know, do you have any understanding of what today is? So he's not talking about in the pie in the sky. 
now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now watch this. Above all that you could ask or think. According. Everybody say according. So it's above all that we can ask or think, right? According to the power that worketh in us. So God is able, capable, willing to do above everything that your mind and pea brain can figure out. But he's going to do it not according to your pea brain thinking. He's going to do it according to the power that's working in you. Well, listen, if you're going to give him a hand clap, you ought to give him one. Glory to God. Now, listen, God's got big stuff for you personally, but he's got big stuff for us collectively. So if you think that you're going to come in here and feel comfortable, I got news for you. God's about to stretch you, 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 stretch you. Everybody say stretch you. Already to go. He's going to stretch you. And guess what he's going to do? He's going to do it right in here. He's going to enlarge you. But that enlargement's what he's going to help you to see on the inside. You need to be praying in tongues. If you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you need to be baptized. Say, Jesus, fill me with your spirit. And let him baptize with your Holy Spirit. You know why some people don't receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Now listen carefully. If you're over here thinking, well, I got saved. I received the Holy Spirit. No, you didn't. Your spirit got born again. Two separate experiences. The Bible's very distinct on that. I don't have time to go into teaching it. But he came to give you a new spirit so he can fill your born-again spirit with his spirit. To live and abide in you forever. Amen. Okay? The reason why a lot of people cannot receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit is they have a mental block. I didn't say a spiritual one. I said a mental one. Because they're trying to figure out how in the world can I... How can I be filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues? A lot of churches are trying to do away with tongues. And you know why they're trying to do it? Because they got their head in the way. And the head is fat with religious excuses. The church was born in power that supersedes carnal reasoning. And many people can't receive it because they're trying to figure out tongues in their head. It is not a language of your head. It's a language of your spirit. It comes from in here, out of your innermost being. 
every language. The English language, for example, I'm talking in right now, is a learned language of the intellect. I had to be taught the English language. My mom and dad started off with saying, say mama, 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 mama. Have you ever noticed that uh, babies can talk in tongues more than adults? I believe God hears them. We had to be taught the English language. You cannot teach this language because it goes by, passes by the intellect. And guess what? Pride is full. It fills fallen human nature. Fills it. So, well, I'm going to, I'm I'm, they're going to think I'm a, they think I'm going to be, well, isn't that what the Bible says? You have to be childlike to enter into the kingdom of God. It's a language down here. It's born out of the spirit. And since you're so, since your reputation is so full of great endeavors, I could see why you would I want to hang on to that failure. But God is saying, I'm getting rid of all your failure. You're going to start living by the Spirit. Spirit of learning is here today. Glory to God. I'm going to let you go when I'm through. Lift your hands to heaven right now. Glory to God. Now, I want you to close your eyes because I don't want you to be focused on what other people are doing. Glory to God. Father, I thank you right now. Every person here, every person in the sound of my voice, I thank you, Holy Spirit, you're here. Lord, you cause the church to be born with a baptism of the Holy Ghost in fire. I thank you that the Holy Ghost is here today. Holy Spirit, right now, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, you came to give us your spirit. Lord, I thank you right now, if there's anyone in the sound of my voice that's not been filled with the Holy Ghost. First of all, I thank you that they would make you Lord of their lives so their spirit would be born again giving the capacity, opening the door for the Holy Spirit to fill them up. In the name of Jesus right now, say this with me out loud. Jesus, I declare your Lordship over my life. I turn to you with all of my heart. I want all you got for me. I want to leave all failure and myself behind. Fill me to overflowing with your spirit, the power that raised you from the dead. In the name of Jesus, I receive the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fill me up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now open your mouth and let the Holy Spirit speak through you. Let He speak through you. Oh, 
Oh, you got quiet on me. You were shouting a while ago. Oh, Lord, burn us up with the unquenchable fire. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Lord, I thank you that, the, that your spirit would have cloven tongues of fire to set upon each one of them. Say, Pastor Ronnie, I'm not understanding yet. Your understanding comes when you get filled. You got to get filled first. They didn't understand it on the day of Pentecost either. But glory to God, they just turned loose and let the Holy Ghost have them. If you want the book of Acts again, that's what you're going to have to do. Glory to God. It's the acts of the Holy Ghost. It ain't the acts of the apostles. It's the acts of the Holy Ghost. You, glory to God. Jump to your feet. I know y'all want to go home. Your mind's over there. I'm not going to battle your head. Glory to God. Glory to God. And the least you could do before we leave is say, fill me with your joy. Everybody say, fill me with your joy, Jesus. Glory to God. Right now, we thank you for your joy that's unspeakable, full of glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm, 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 mm. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Pastor Odell, come up here. Get, give him a microphone. Get him a microphone. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Y'all got a microphone? Let's move. Quick, 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 quick. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In a minute, I want you to pray the prayer of faith for anybody that's sick. Okay? Glory to God. Right here? Right here. Just... Come get over here with this, right there. Father, we got I come in the name of Jesus to perform your grace. I've been invited to come boldly. And the same day that you paid for our salvation, our redemption, you paid for our healing. Isaiah said you were wounded for our transgression, bruised for our liberty, and the chastised our peace is upon you, and by your stripes we were and we are the healed. I speak to every sickness, every disease, every pain, every malfunction your assignment over these bodies are broken right now in the name of jesus i declare victory all that has to leave that's all under the curse and christ has redeemed us from the curse i speak healing to your mind i speak healing to your body i speak healing to your finances i speak healing to your relationships in the name of jesus receive that which jesus Paid for at Calvary. Amen.
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. We praise you. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your healing virtue. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for the very power that raised you from the dead. Living in us. Moving through us to do the impossible. Glory be to God. Lord, we worship you right now. Glory be to God. Glory 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 to God. I'm giving you a word right now. This whole, I want you to look at me. Look at me. There's some of you out here right now that you're going to, you're, you're, whether you believe it or not, it's going to be, whether or not it's going to be you. You're going you're gonna to choose this. But there's people out here today that the Holy Spirit's going to begin to stir on the inside of you. And your head's going to be restless. You understand what I'm saying? Your head's going to wonder, how, how could this be? And God's going to begin to stir on the inside of you. And He's going to begin to put something on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to excel past what you thought you were limited to. You understand? Okay? It's going to be different fields. Some of you have already faced rejection. And the Holy Ghost is saying, I'm removing rejection. I'm going to remove the rejection. Oh, my God, my goodness, my goodness. I, everybody say, say this with me. In the name of Jesus, I'm accepted and not rejected. Give somebody a high five around you and say, I'm glad you came to church today. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.